I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise, the social media broadcast that equips, encourages, and empowers you to arise as the hero, warrior, and champion that God created you to be. You matter, you are important, and you've got a key role to play for the kingdom in the earth. So thank you for joining me again this week so we can continue to pour into you. And what we're going to share this week, what we're going to talk about is I'm going to give you heaven's strategy for this hour. You may be surprised by it, but I want to tell you, it's heaven's strategy. It will work. And I'm going to give you the keys to apply it for every situation you're facing and everyone you'll find yourself in in this coming season. Because, you know, we're about to come into Rosh Hashanah. And as we do, we're coming into a new year on God's Hebraic calendar, soon followed by the new year on our traditional calendar. And whenever we come into a new year, there always seems to be a new strategy. Now, I've got prophetic words for the new year, but we'll probably do that on next week's show. This week, what I want to share with you is heaven's strategy to help you stand strong and see victory and remain effective for the kingdom in the earth in this season and the era that we're coming into. But just before we get into that, as always, a couple announcements. Number one, I want to highlight to you the new intro, the very simplified intro. We used to have our really nicely produced audio and video 60-second intro. The, the music always got me so fired up. The video got me so fired up. But you know what happened? is we kept getting flagged on different platforms for copyright violation. And we couldn't figure out why, because it's all footage that we shot. And the music is a needle drop that we paid for. And if you're not familiar with that term, it's an old school advertising term from my old days in the creative side of big budget advertising, where it's pre-recorded music and you pay a fee and you get to use it. But all of a sudden we keep getting flagged for something. And the only thing that we know isn't something we created was the needle drop. And even though we paid for it and have the legal right to use it, we're assuming that's why we're being flagged. So right now in the interim, until we develop a new intro, along with a whole new branding package for men on the front lines and heroes arise and all the stuff that we're working on, which is a few months away, we wanted to come up with a simple solution. So that's why all of a sudden the intro is the title card and that's about it. But stick with us. We have a really cool intro for you again sometime, hopefully in the near future. The other thing I want to remind you, of course, is our Words of Fire event coming up October 14th and 15th. This is our Heroes Arise Southwest event for 2022, our Southwest Regional Men's event, starting Friday night, October 14th, with revivalist Sergio Scataglini, who moves in fire and power, and we're expecting the, the event to kick off with an explosion of holy fire as he shares and ministers and then on Saturday, you'll hear from me, you'll hear from Ryan Johnson, you'll hear from Benjamin Dietrich, you'll hear from uh, Dustin Williams, you'll hear from Francisco Arboleda, and I've got a surprise guest lined up for you as well that we're trying to finalize right now, and it's looking good. But you don't want to miss that day. It's going to be filled with words of fire and... For those of you who attend on site, we have something really fun, some real adventure planned for you for the Saturday afternoon session of Fellowship and Brotherhood. 
Now, I want to be honest with you. We don't have a lot of room for this event. It's our Southwest event, but because we're going to serve meals and other stuff, we're really going to take care of you guys. We don't have a ton of room in our sort of mess hall. So we're probably max can squeeze in 70, maybe 80 guys. I was hoping for more. If we get more, we'll try to make it work. But really, 70 to 80 is probably our max. But you want to be there on site if you can, because God's promised he's going to speak to his men like he spoke to Moses, and this will be a burning bush event. You don't want to miss it. It will be filled with words of fire. If you can't attend in person, though, great news. We have added a streaming component for the first time. We've had so many questions from guys around the country, and to be honest, also from women who are always saying, the men on the front lines events seem amazing. How can I come? Can I come? And now you can. You can attend by streaming. So to register for in-studio, in-person for the guys, or online for guys outside the region, or any of our wonderful and anointed sisters, that it will be our privilege and honor to get you all built up and fired up with words of fire as well. Go to menonthefrontlines.com, click the events link. You'll see the words of fire banner. Click on that and it will take you through to the info and registration page. As you scroll down, you'll see the in-person, in-studio registration option. If you want to register for the streaming, just scroll a little bit further down. There will be that button. Click that and it'll be easy peasy. You can register, secure your spot and join us online for everything other than the outdoor adventure on the Saturday afternoon, which we will not be streaming. All right. One last announcement and it's a great one. My brand new book, Realms of Power is hot off the presses. The pallets of the book arrived on what day? What day? Earlier this week. Let's say that. I'm not remembering. The, the, the truck dropped off pallets of the book. We are the only ones to have hard copies of this book at this point. It'll go out through Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and Christian uh, Discount Book or uh, what, what uh, Christian, yeah, is it Christian Book Discount or ChristianDiscountBook.com. All the major um, book uh, online stores. It goes into many bookstores. Um, it will go on Kindle edition, Apple iBooks editions. For those of you who like to read the ebook version um, with all the cool little things that come with that. But none of that happens until October 18th. We are the only ones who have this book and we want to do something special to celebrate. We are doing a special pre-release offer where you not only get the book about a month before anybody else even can get it in their hands, but we're going to give it to you for 20% off and every single copy will be signed, prayed over, and blessed because I am believing for when you get this book in your hands and you're reading it, it's not just information, it's impartation. We believe the promise on this book is for you to move into realms of power, for you to operate in untapped dimensions of Holy Spirit power, because God is raising up an empowered church. And like we say every week, you're part of it. You have a huge role to play for the kingdom and the earth. This is an hour when God is empowering his church so that we can deal with the darkness in the earth and also shine his light in notable, remarkable, and miraculous ways to the world around us that is lost and hurting and need to know there is a power greater than themselves that they can turn to, that they can count on, and who will not fail them. So every chapter in the book, there's a realm of power available to you in Christ and through his Holy Spirit. But what's really cool 
It's not only revelation and information, it's impartation and activation. There is the impartation through testimonies of what these realms of power, what it's like to move in them. But then every chapter with a realm of power gives you simple steps so that you can step out into and activate these realms of power in your life. So go to our online store. And right now, the only place you can get this is through patriciakingministries.com. And I think you all know this, but I've been part of Patricia King Ministries for almost 20 years. I'm the founder and leader of Robert Hodgkin Ministries and Men on the Front Lines, but I've been blessed to serve as a leader in the amazing Patricia King Ministries for years. And she's not only my covering ministry, she's not only my mentor and my dear, dear friend, but she's kind enough to let us use the secure uh, online shopping portal. So just go to patriciakingministries.com um, in click store. And then when you see a search field or new arrivals, that's how either put realms of power in the search field or click on new arrivals and realms of power is the very first one. We're shipping to the USA and Canada. If you're outside of that area, go ahead and order the ebook. And here's a tip for you. You can get it through Kindle and it'll be great. And it'll have all those really cool extras with the Kindle books um, on, for your Kindle reader or your e-reader. But if you can do Apple iBooks or Apple Books, their ebook platform, it's on there. And when I checked uh, yesterday, I think it was, they were offering it for 50% off the cover price. So you can get it on Kindle, but it'll be full price right now is the pre order. And for the ebook on Apple Books, or I think it used to be called Apple iBooks, but I don't think they call it that anymore. I think it's just Apple Books. You can get it for 50% off the digital version. And obviously you can get that anywhere in the world and there's no shipping uh, fee. So it's super, it's a super great way to get hold of all that revelation, impartation and activation as well. All right, let's get into this week's topic. I promise you we talk about heaven's strategy for this season that we're in and really this season that we're in as the entree into the season that we're coming into um, uh, and the year that we're coming into. We're about to enter into year 5783 on the Hebrew calendar. That will be next week, end of next week or early the following. I think it's sundown from the 24th to sundown on the 25th is Rosh Hashanah. I think that's it. Either that or it's the 25th or the 26th. But it's coming up on roughly the 25th of this month. We'll enter into year 5783. Just this morning in our prayer time, I've been seeking God for his word for 5783, and I'd been getting little inklings and little nudges. And then this morning in our corporate prayer time, the gates of heaven opened up and poured out. We had a visitation of the Lord. It was glorious. And he started speaking to me about his words for me to carry and deliver for 5783. I'm going to keep seeking him for that, keep pressing in a little bit more for that, get a little more clarity on it, and then I'll probably bring those to you next week. But this week, we're going to talk about heaven's strategy. Now, here's what heaven's strategy is right now. It's a back-to-basic strategy. I want you to hear this. I want you to hear why it's a back-to-basic strategy. But first, let's talk about what that back-to-basic strategy isn't before we talk about what it is and why it is. Back to basics does not mean back to square one. 
Back to basics does not mean back to the beginning. Back to basics does not mean that you lose all the ground that you've gained. No, back to basics means God is saying it's time to go back to the basics that work because they will help us advance. It's it's just like and I I um I, I have gone and shared with NFL teams. I got to know a few NFL players and I was never much of a great athlete. I participated in different sports. I was adequate at best, lousy at some of them and just did it for fun with, you know, friends, but I was never any great athlete other than I was very fast and I ran track really well, but especially like with uh, um, 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 team sports, I was, there was nothing that I was that great at. Um, but I've been privileged to go and minister to um, professional athletes, high level athletes. And what's very interesting to me is, is even at the highest level of the sports I've been blessed to be around and minister to teams at that level, while they're all outstanding athletes, there's always a point where they get coached up to get back to basics, review the basics, remember the basics, build from the foundation of the basics. It's not because they're going back to elementary school or junior high or high school or even college level sports. It's what they come back to is their foundation to catapult to their next level. So it's not a retraction. It's not a retreat. It's not a defeat. It's not a demotion. It's a review of the, the things that work, the things that got you there and re-entrenching them as a new foundation to go to your next level. And that's what God's calling us to. He's calling us. He's calling his church. He's calling you to your next level of impact, of effectiveness, of dominion stewardship, of being his agent of impact in the earth. So that's why we have a back to basic strategy right now. Heaven wants to reveal view the things that work. And the other thing to remember, and we talk about this a lot, but sometimes when things get really intense and let's get real, they have been intense in the spirit. And I'm here to tell you, they're going to get more intense. The light will increase, but not in the world, in you. The promise of God in Isaiah 60 is that darkness is in the earth, deep darkness on the people, and that it's probably going to increase. But He's not saying, so be bummed out or be discouraged or be frustrated or duck and cover or hang on by your fingernails till I come back. You know, actually, he says in verse two of Isaiah 60, behold, darkness in the earth and deep darkness on the people. Why does he want you to behold it? Why does he want you to see it? Why is all this happening in the decade of 2020? The decade of clear vision. Well, we're all expecting to clearly see God move and we are and we're going to see more. But I'm here to tell you, most of the way our sovereign God will sovereignly move is through his people that he sovereignly brought back into relationship with him and the plan since day six of us being his dominion stewards in the earth. That doesn't mean he's checking out. That means he wants us to level up in our ability to represent and represent him. He's going to help us level up in our ability to move in his power, by his authority, all to his glory. That's been his plan since day six. He's still sovereign. He can still sovereignly do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. But his main plan is for you and me, his church, his body, his people, his tribe, who are in relationship with him, to walk with him, talk with him, be mentored by him, be discipled by him, be coached up by him. And he wants to coach us up with his back to basic strategy right now, because we are going to start seeing an increase of a release of his light through us. That's why he says, behold, 
darkness in the earth and deep darkness on the people. But those who are willing to behold it, those who are willing to see it, and those who are willing to partner with him to deal with it, here's the result. The kingdom of God will arise in you. The glory of the Lord will arise in you. Nations will be drawn to your light. Kings, people of influence, to the brightness of your shining. Now it's him that is the light. It's him shining through you, but he makes it very clear in Isaiah verses 61 through three that you have a huge part to play. That's why we say it every single week. You matter. You're important. You have a key role to play for the kingdom in the earth. And this back to basic strategy is that rebuilding, that re-entrenching of the foundation of the things that work that will launch you to your new level and level you up in effectiveness for the kingdom. Now, I started off by saying when things get intense like they are, and we understand why, because we're being presented with epic, historic, and biblical opportunities. We are being presented with first Kings 18 opportunities that if we walk with God and we're praying, we're doing all the back to basic stuff that we're about to talk about. We're going to see, we have the potential to see nations come back to the Lord, just like in first Kings 18, but we need to be aware that the enemy just doesn't lay down and give up. Now he is defeated. We have the victory, but in this hour, when he's able to kick back and you know, different people think different things. Some people think he's kicking back because he doesn't know he's defeated and he's trying to defeat the defeat and establish a victory. Others think it's because he knows his time is limited as he wants to cause as much damage as he can. I, I, I don't pretend to fully understand that. I know he's defeated. I know that all power, um, all authority in the heavens and the earth belong to Jesus Christ. And he's given it to us, his church, to move according to his plans and purposes to his glory. The devil doesn't have any authority, but he does still have power. And he's using that power, whether it's in denial, whether it's in spite, whatever it is, he's stirring things up right now. He's working very hard to establish his kingdom in the earth. He doesn't get to because he's already defeated. The only way he can establish his kingdom in the earth is if we let him. And let's get real. Too often we do. Um, for a lot of reasons that that's not what this week shows about. I'm not going to go there, but these back to basic strategies will help us stand strong, stand against and advance. It's just like, you know, I gave you the sports analogy. Let me give you the warfare analogy, because obviously this is spiritual warfare. The warfare analogy is if you're on the front lines, and by the way, you are in the spirit, whether you know it or not, whether you want it or not, if you're in Christ, you're on the front lines of the battle of light, light against darkness, righteousness against wickedness, good against evil. You're on the front lines. If you're on the front lines and the enemy's advancing at you, it's time to get back to basics. What does that mean? Point your weapon, aim your weapon, pull the trigger on your weapon, repeat repeat, 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 repeat. Do those basic things over and over and over again until the enemy's completely, utterly, and totally taken out. Now, we war not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. And our weapons aren't carnal or from some armory. They're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. So all these strongholds that are rearing their heads, all these powers and principalities that are strutting around openly like Goliath in front of the army of God, well, we're not going to respond like the army of God in second Samuel. What was it? 17. I think it is 16 or 17 where they're cowering on the sidelines because they're afraid of the giants. 
We're aware of the powers and principalities. We're aware of the strongholds, but we're not afraid of them. We're aware of them so that we can partner with God to deal with them, not in our might, not in his, our power, but by his Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit coaches us up in this back-to-basic strategy. When things get intense, we sometimes want some sort of complex super weapon. I'm telling you the way the kingdom works is when things get intense, it's time to get back to basics. And the Lord's been speaking about this to me for weeks, if not a few months now. And I'm so grateful I get to share that with you guys. So let's talk about some of these back to basics that are a strategy. No, these are in no particular order. They're all important. I'm going to start with the first one because we've talked about it. And I'm going to be quick on this one. One of the very back to basics things that is so important. God spoke it to me. Remember the greater grace word I released at the very beginning of this year when I had the visitation of the Lord on the morning of December 31st. And the Lord gave me the whole word about a greater grace is being released to his people who would be willing to grab hold of it. And what that greater grace was going to give us a greater grace for one of those things. Remember was praying and specifically praying in tongues. Even before we came into this year, the Lord was preparing us to remind us of the back to basic strategy of praying tongues, praying tongues, praying tongues. Now I did a whole show on the power of praying in tongues. And I want you to go back and find that I'm blanking right now on what the title was, but I'll insert that here. Um, as when, when I, when I find it so that you're aware of it and you know what to go and look for, maybe I'll even do a screenshot of the, the, the title card. So it'll be super easy for you and we'll drop it in here somewhere. Um, I'll figure out how to do that. Um, but, uh, tongues is huge right now. There's a reason the apostle Paul said he was gratefully prayed in tongues more than all of the churches and believers he was discipling. That wasn't him bragging. That wasn't him showing off. That was him saying with all that I've been called to all that I'm dealing with, I need to be praying in tongues. So pray in tongues, go and watch that, that show in its fullness. It'll get you really fired up because you'll realize the amazing, amazing power tool that tongues is and the supernatural success strategy and weapon that it is in the spirit and why God's given it to us. But very quickly, praying in tongues builds you up in your most holy faith. It builds you up in faith. So you're responding from faith, not fear or flesh. It builds you up in the substance of your face, faith. So you uh, can more quickly see what you have in Christ established here through the substance of your faith that we talk about so often here in the earthly realm. It also allows you to pray perfectly prayers, deep unto deep, spirit to spirit, Holy Spirit inspired, inspired, heavenly language declared, perfect prayers, and it allows you to pray mysteries. It's the only way we can pray and declare and decree the mysteries of God, the things that our eye haven't seen, our ear hasn't heard, and it hasn't entered our imagination. How do we do that? How can we possibly ask for believe and so and so we can receive those things that we haven't even imagined yet because jesus tells us here's the secret in prayer when you ask believe and you will receive well we understand the believing part we understand the receiving part but how do we ask for something that is above and beyond our ability to to ask think or comprehend exceedingly abundantly that our eye hasn't seen our ear hasn't heard it hasn't entered our imagination how do we participate in those things as dominion stewards in the earth by praying in tongues that allows us to do that and then praying in tongues also advances and accelerates you in the things of the spirit most of that's from first corinthians 14 but I unpacked all of that in the show 
I specifically did focused on the power and necessity in this hour of praying in tongues. So go watch that show. Another back to basic. And this is about as basic as it gets, other than believing that Jesus Christ is Lord and receiving him as your savior. But be in the word. Be in the word. If you can, every single day, this is not out of performance. This is not legalism. This is not religion. This is not a performance hoop you have to jump through and say, look, God, I'm, I'm reading my Bible every day. I'm a good Christian. Please bless me. No, you want to be in the word every day because when you're in the word, you're going to be reminded who your God is and what he's capable of. When you're in the word, you're going to be reminded who you are and what you are capable of in, with, and for God. Read the word, believe the word, be in the word every single day. The other thing that's really key in these hours where the enemy seems to know what button to push. For some people, it's an emotional button. For some people, it's a political button. For other people, it's something else button. But the enemy seems to know what buttons to push right now. And he wants us reacting out of fear, frustration. He wants us reacting out of the flesh. He wants us reacting. He wants us dredging up our old dead man so we're not operating from the new powerful creation we are in Christ. Being in the word will help defeat that. Because Hebrews 4, what is it, 12, talks about how the, the word of God is the sword of the spirit, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, and it separates soul from spirit. So what does that mean? I'll tell you, for me personally, one of the reasons I love being in the word right now is with all the things going on, all the challenges, all the stuff, it can be easy for me to start uh, 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 reacting from my flash or from irritation or from frustration and rationalize it and justify it. Cause there's a lot of really wicked, unrighteous things going on in my nation. There's a lot of manipulation, a lot of lies, a lot of just wicked, unrighteous, not okay stuff going on. I want to be in the word because the word separates soul from spirit. The word will highlight to me when I'm separate, when I'm responding from the soul realm, as opposed to from my born again spirit realm. When I'm looking at things from say an old nature or a soulish nature, as opposed to from my born again nature, when I'm not thinking about things with the mind of Christ and, and reacting to them with the heart of the father and the strategies of heaven. I love being in the word. I'll be honest. There was something I went through recently. Recently, I got really I, in my flesh. I was irritated with this politician. And because of what the politician was doing and saying, it would be easy to rationalize and justify the irritation and even the anger that I was feeling. And then I was reading in the word how it said, you know, do not give a foothold to the enemy through anger. And I realized I was angry with the politician. I wasn't angry with the powers and principalities using that politician. Now, hear me. I think we need to be taking stands for righteousness right now. I think it's never been more important in the history of my nation that we as believers take strong stands for righteousness and strong stands against wicked, unrighteous policies. But as we do that, it's important that we remember ultimately who we're dealing with is it's Satan and his minions working through these people, whether they know it or not, they're actually victims in this. And if you're thinking, oh, I can't see them as victims, they seem to know what they're doing. They, they, they deserve hell. No, no. Well, I guess yes, but don't we all deserve hell? Outside of Jesus Christ, we all deserve hell. I didn't earn my way into heaven. 
The only way I'm getting there is because Jesus loved me and died on the cross for me. And I had to remember in that moment, he did the same thing for these politicians that I was so frustrated with. And yes, I want to stand against their policies. And yes, I want to stand for good. But it's important when I take stands for righteousness, I do it in the character and nature of the righteous one. So I'm not rationalizing and justifying releasing darkness. God didn't deal with the darkness in Genesis 1-3 by cursing it, complaining about it, maligning it, getting irritated with it. He didn't deal with the darkness by releasing more darkness. He released light. And when we're in the word, it will separate soulish reactions from spirit-filled reactions. And then all of a sudden, we'll actually be much more effective in dealing with the darkness that was trying to get that other reaction from us. All right. Talking about the word, here's another back to basic. Decree the word, send the word forth. This is so important. I just talked about how God dealt with when the whole world was given over to darkness and chaos, and he, he's bringing order, kingdom order to it. What does he do? He, he sent forth the word. He said, light be. Most translations say, let there be light. I like the translation that seems to be more accurate when you get into the Hebrew root of it, where it's not just sort of a, hey, let this happen. It's a command of light be. He sent forth the word. Jesus sent forth the word and the Roman officer's uh, 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 a servant was healed far away. When we send, there's no time or space in the spirit. I don't have time to unpack all that. I teach on it in our glory school. Um, and it's very empowering. When we come to realize in Christ, there's no time or space. And again, I love to teach on it. It really helps people understand the power of the now of God and the here of God that we have. But I don't have time to unpack that now. But I want you to remind you that sending forth the word is a back to basics, incredibly powerful tool for us. Why? Because Isaiah 55, 11 says it when the word of God never returns void, it accomplishes all that it's sent to do and always bears fruit. Now, notice it doesn't say it will always look and feel that way. It simply says that that is the result. It always bears fruit. So in any situation, whether it's reestablishing righteousness in the land or it's seeing a prodigal return or it's seeing a turnaround and breakthrough in your finances, send forth the word. Get back to basics. If it's a prodigal, you start declaring that word, sending forth that word of Acts 16, 31, that you have called upon the name of the Lord. You are saved in all of your household, including that prodigal. And start declaring it's settled in the spirit and start decreeing and declaring that God will find a way to bring it about as fully in the natural as it's already done in the spirit. And you call them saved, you call them home. He'll find a way. Just It's just like if you need a financial breakthrough. What is it? Philippians 4.19 that promises that our God will meet all our needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. He doesn't say he'll do it according to that checkbook balance that's bumming you out, understandably, every single month. He doesn't say it, he'll do it according to that price of a gallon of gas dropping down to a, a palatable level again. He says, no, I will meet all your needs according to my riches in glory, in the fullness of my goodness in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ Jesus, you can start sending forth that word, decreeing and declaring your, that word that all your needs are met, financial needs, favor needs, health needs, strength needs, relationship repair needs, whatever your needs are, all your needs met. Start sending forth that word. God promises that it will not return void. It will accomplish all that it's sent to do. 
Here's another really cool thing. When you send forth the word, according to, is it Psalm? Psalm 103.20, when you declare the word, angels are released to perform it. You know, um, um, I, I recently did a whole webinar on partnering with angels. If you hadn't had a chance to watch that, um, I still think the links are up and active somewhere on the private channel. You can email me. I'll get you that information. It was super helpful. Um, God was taking me sort of to a back to basics of how to partner with angels earlier this year and taught me a bunch. And I saw all sorts of cool things happen. I want that for you. But one of the things of one of the ways you partner with angels is you decree and declare the word. When we did the Q&A, um, people were asking questions like, are we allowed to command angels or can only Jesus as the, the Lord of hosts, the captain of angels armies, command them? And I said, I'm not sure. I know different people who feel different ways. Let me tell you what I feel. What I know for sure is the word says in Psalm 103.20 that when I declare the word of the Lord, when the word of the Lord is declared, angels are released to perform it. So when you're declaring that by his stripes you are healed and you command whatever area of your body needs healing to be healed, you're not only sending forth the word, just like Jesus did uh, with the Roman uh, uh, officer's servant, but you also uh, know that angels are being released from heaven to perform that word. And here's one other thing that I feel strongly about. According to John 1, who is the word? The word, Jesus is the word. He's the word made flesh. So I actually believe one of the reasons the word never fails when we send it forth is we're sending forth the word. We're actually bringing aspects of Jesus, promises of Jesus that are yes and amen into that situation. So decree and declare the word. And I know, I know it can be overwhelming at times. Here's where I'd recommend you start. Whatever situation where you need breakthrough, you need to get back to basics, you feel like you're not gaining ground and taking territory. You all know my story, 12 years of mysterious and debilitating uh, sickness and symptoms. Many times I got discouraged. Many times I just wanted to check out. And I can think that the Lord would nudge me and have me say again, by your stripes, I am healed. The very same spirit that raised you from the dead is, is alive in me, quickening my mortal body. And I would speak to different organ systems and glands that were shutting down and failing and declare that Holy Spirit was quickening them because the, 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 the word of God says so. I didn't I rarely felt any change immediately. But over time, look at what's happened. I am not a withered, wasted version of myself, weak and not able to stand up. The, the, in a shower, I was so weak. Not to be able to lift my head off the back of the chair or the couch or the pillow, I was so weak. And I'm not 140-some pounds anymore. I'm back to being myself. And it, it was because, I believe, I continue to send forth the word. Because when we send forth the word, we're bringing Jesus into the situation because Jesus is the word. So, decree the word, send it forth. Number four. Contend for your promises with prophetic words. This is a season to get prophetic words back out. And don't be passive and don't be, okay, let's see if God does this. If you got a prophetic word, if God spoke it to you in your prayer and devotion time, or someone that is a noted, trusted, seasoned prophet that you got a witness on gave it to you, or maybe it was over coffee with a buddy, but you knew that you knew that you knew God was in it. I hope you wrote it down. I hope you transcribed it or recorded it. The words I get that feel weighty, 
that 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 feel um significant like when i was out filming with sid roth a couple weeks ago one of the other guests um uh, uh, that was filming that day is a wonderful guy he's become a friend or an acquaintance that i'm, I'm hoping to build a friendship with because he's amazing and he's a great guy walks in incredible prophetic power and great great integrity humility and character which always speaks so well to me uh, a guy named joseph z i've shared uh, a video or two of his on my my public facebook page because i really believe in what he's carrying and believe in him he prophesied over me in the green room and then he prophesied over me again in the studio um uh, at sid roth thankfully we were able to record both of those or get a recording of both of those i have transcribed those i am not just sitting passively by i that and a few other words that have been spoken over me the last several years by seasoned proven prophets and i got a witness on those words in my inner being as they were spoken over me i have those words out and i am contending for my promises by decreeing declaring agreeing with and praying through those words and if you think well that sounds nice but why do you think that works because the bible tells us it does in first timothy 118 the apostle paul who's mentoring timothy who's encouraging equipping and empowering timothy who's reminding timothy he matters he has a he, he he's he, he has a key role to play for the kingdom in the earth he's important to god's plans this is what he says to him this charge i commit to you son timothy according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. He's saying, son, get those prophecies out. Be built up by them. First of all, read them, meditate on them, chew on them. Let, let God remind you what he has for you. And then don't be passive about it. Decree it, declare it, pray it out, come into agreement with it. Go to war with that word. I love that. So um, number four, contend for your promises with your prophetic words. Number five, remember that God is good. And I know we talk about this a lot, but it's one of the core revelations of my life. Why is it so important to remember that God is good? Because when he's doing things exceedingly abundantly beyond our ability to ask, think, or comprehend like we've been praying for, when he's showing up and being so faithful to do things that our eye has not seen, our ear has not heard, and has not entered into our imagination like we pray for. You know what that means? It means a lot of times we're going to be a little confused. A lot of times we're not going to really understand what's going on. A lot of times we're going to be like the disciples walking with Jesus or in the, the courtyard when Jesus was uh, being uh, tried or standing before the cross when they're like, what is going on? I don't understand. Well, God was up to something exceedingly, be, uh, exceedingly abundantly beyond their ability to ask, think, or comprehend. He was doing something that their eye had not seen, their ear had not heard, nor did it enter their imagination, even though their ear had kind of heard it because Jesus kind of walked them through it a few times. But when God is up to something great and glorious, something that brings people, groups, and nations back to him, we won't always know what he's doing. That's why it's so important to know what he's like. That's why it's so important to know that he is good, because when you don't know what he's up to, it's important that you know what he's like. So you can take refuge in that, take peace in that, take solace in that. And, you know, one of my favorite prayers and decrees is in those times when I say, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I know you, you are good. And I declare the fullness of your goodness into this situation. And I thank you that you are well able 
and you are already at work bringing about the very best results from these current set of circumstances because God, you are good. You are good. You are good. It's important that you remember that God is good so that you can trust him. You can trust his heart in the midst of the storm. Remember the prophetic warning we got. The first prophetic warning of those pre-prophetic warning, the three prophetic warnings. I did that series. That's on my YouTube channel. Go there and look at the three prophetic warnings, four-part series. Um, um, uh, you'll be very edified. Your eyes will get open. But one of the very first uh, uh, warnings God gave me for this season, because there's going to be so much going on, he said, tell my people to watch over their heart towards me. And that they don't fall into the trap of Mark 4, that in the midst of the storm, they come running to me and say, do you not care that we are drowning? Do you not care that we are perishing? The enemy wants us to question God's heart. The enemy wants us to question God's goodness. Because if we question he's good, we start doubting that. Because as charismatics, we rarely question God's power. We rarely question if he can. We actually believe he can. We believe in his power. So the enemy works hard with us to question his heart. So he'll, he'll point to us where there's been breakthrough for someone else, but we haven't seen it yet. So we question his heart. Well, maybe he's good for them, but he's obviously not good for me. Maybe he cares about them, but he doesn't care about me. So we'll turn away from him because the enemy knows he'll never turn away from us. So it's very important that we get back to the basics, to remembering and knowing and declaring that God is good. It's also, next one, it's also important that we get back to the basics of remembering that we are loved, that you remember you are loved. You know, to me, that's the message of the cross. Absolutely, the cross is where Jesus shed his blood to remove my sins as far as the east from the, is from the west. He gave his life so that I might have eternal life. Absolutely, that's true. But when I look at the cross, I also look and see that he did all that he did for me before there was, there was absolutely no promise of me saying yes to him. I mean, you guys know for almost 39 years, I did the exact opposite. I was a mocker and persecutor of Christians and a complete dismisser of God. And yet I look at the cross now and I realize he did that for me when I was still a mocker and persecutor of him and his people. I'm loved. The cross declares that there's never anything that anything that goes on, no matter how challenging or confusing times get, I never have to question that I am loved. All I have to do is look at the cross, remember that I am loved. And in that remembering that I'm loved, I'll remember the goodness of God. And then I'll be able to remember that even if I don't know what's going on, I know he's up to something good because that's who he is. Even in the most challenging circumstances, even last year with the, the, the battle for my wife's life, with the aggressive form of cancer that was attacking her. There were times things didn't look good. There were, there were runs to the emergency room in the middle of the night. There were nights she was screaming in agony and pain because of what was going on. There were many times things to be looked to be going in the very wrong direction and nothing seemed to be working. Prayer, praying in tongues, decrees, medicine, doctors, surgeries, none of it seemed to be working. I remember being in the hospital, broken, because my wife was stronger than I am and has a much pay, higher pain threshold than I do, was literally writhing and screaming in agony in her hospital bed because the pain was so horrible and they couldn't even figure out where it was coming from. They, couldn't, they not only couldn't stop it, they couldn't figure out why it was happening. I actually left the room for a moment because we had other family there and I was overwhelmed. And I went out and I found a place in the hallway where there were these low benches and I knelt before the bench. I put my hands on the bench. I put my head on my hands. I began to weep. And I simply said, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I know you love us 
and I know you're good. And I focused on those two things intentionally until I came back into that place of saying, I don't have to understand anything, but that we're loved, that we have the victory and he's good. And it's going to come about remembering that you're loved and remembering that you are, that God is good is so back to basics. But I promise you, if you go back to those basics and stand on those foundations, all of a sudden you'll be able to rest in the mystery, even in the midst of the storm, the storm didn't abate, but I was able to rest in the mystery and expect a good result and focus back on being there. However, I could for my wife in that moment, as opposed to being caught up and taken out by fear, frustration, anger, all that stuff. All right, next one. Praise when things get intense. You know, um, we know that Isaiah 61 says, put on the garment of praise to lift off the spirit of heaviness. And I often talk about, you know, when we feel the, the intensity and the spirit of the oppression of the enemy, the resistance of the enemy, the, the warfare of the enemy. But when anything gets intense, any kind of intensity, I'm telling you, praise is key. I'm going to share more with you about this next week because I had a visitation of the Lord and excuse me, in prayer this morning where he was taking me to a whole nother level of understanding. I want to go even deeper into it about praise and the power of praise and the strategy of praise um, and, and, and what praise does. But I am telling you, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when things get intense in any area, start praising. Because when we praise, it lifts off that spirit of heaviness. It clears the atmosphere so you can think clearly again, react from faith again, remember who God is, remember who you are. But the sledgehammer that breaks that assault of oppression and heaviness and resistance and, and intensity of the warfare is praise. So remember, to praise. I take praise breaks throughout the day. I've done many already today where I'll just stop and say, praise you, Lord, praise you, Lord. And sometimes I'll get specific. Praise you, Lord, that you're with me. Praise you, Lord, that you're the God of wisdom and you're going to give me wisdom in this situation. Or praise you, God, that you're, you're, you're going before me for the big conference in January that I've been invited to overseas. Praise you that you're already going over there and preparing the atmosphere, preparing the messages, preparing the ministry. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise when things get intense. Praise when you're starting to feel overwhelmed. Praise when you don't know what to do. Praise, praise, praise. Send forth the word and praise. All right, here's a huge one. Super back to basics, but it's huge. And I'm going to unpack why it's huge. It's huge because so many are doing the opposite of this back to basics strategy. Super back to basics. Don't stone me. Let's unpack this together. Bless, don't curse. And you think, well, of course. But you know, you spend any time on social media and there is just flaming going on, man. If you disagree with someone theologically, if you disagree with someone politically, if someone's not conservative enough for you, if they're not Christian enough for you, if by goodness, if they're woke, liberal or left, every right to just tear them down because they're the problem, right? No, actually, the enemy's the problem. You're not going to find somebody who's much, much more Christian or much more conservative than I am. But you know what? God's really helped me with this. There are many things that the woke left nonsense agenda of the antichrist satanic agenda of the woke left that I'm not I'm very much not OK with completely against. But 
I've really come to understand that getting frustrated or irritated and cursing, and I don't even just mean foul words. I mean, cursing them by calling them names, um, all of that stuff. Don't do that. Bless. You don't bless their agenda. You don't bless their policies. You don't bless their platforms. You don't bless what God, uh, uh, what the antichrist spirit is doing through them. Um, if they know, if they don't know, don't curse them, bless them. Again, let's go back to Genesis 1-3. What was God's strategy to deal with intense darkness, chaos in the earth, to declare light, to bless, not curse? He says that he puts before us, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Look, here's the thing. You know, we, we want to bless, not curse, because we want to put our God on display who is merciful and saving and forgiving, right? But we also, you need to catch that he's saying, I've set before you life and death. I've set before you the choice of life and death. This just isn't in salvation. And of course, this is about salvation. Choose Jesus, choose life. If you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is the perfect moment to do it. Don't go another moment without it. Simply say, Jesus, I want to know you. I want you to rule over my life. I want the fullness of your goodness in my life. I accept you as my Lord, God, and Savior. Thank you for paying the price for my sins at the cross of Calvary. Thank you for writing my, land, my name in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you for giving me the, 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 the gift of eternal life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior now. If you've never prayed that prayer before, or you've fallen away or praying it again, email me, robert at roberthotchkin.com. I'll get you some, some tools and resources that will help you build on your relationship, new or renewed with Christ. Nothing's more important than that. But once you make that choice, you need to understand that you're not only saved and brought back into relationship through Christ and his Holy Spirit with your heavenly Father and all of his kingdom here in the earth, you're also bat brought back into the plan of... Uh, being a dominion steward on behalf of the kingdom that's been in place since day six. I stumbled through that whole thing, but hopefully you've listened to me before where I've said it much, much better because I talk about that a lot. When you understand that, now the choice of life and death, blessing and curse are not only in receiving Jesus as your savior, but once you've been saved, understanding you're a dominion steward in this earth. And when you bless, you're releasing with your light. When you curse, you're releasing darkness. Blessing and cursing work, work the same way. They're just for different teams. And even as Christians, we can work for the wrong team when we curse, don't bless. And, and if that's not enough to get your attention, listen to this. I've set before you life and death blessing and cursing, therefore choose life that both you and your descendants may live. That doesn't, again, just mean bring Jesus into your life and into your bloodline and into your generations. It means make sure you keep blessing, not out of works, but out of living in and activating the fullness of who he is in you and who you are in him. You curse too much, I don't want to go too far with this thing, but if you curse and curse and curse and curse and curse and malign and murmur and complain and tear down and do all the things that are the exact opposite of who our Christ is, what are you agreeing with? Well, if it's the exact opposite of who our Jesus is, you're agreeing with the anti-Christ spirit, quite literally. So we don't want to do that. And if you have been, I want to give you good news. The blood works. If right now you're thinking, oh my gosh, that's me. I've been doing that. And I realize now I've been doing so much more of that than blessing. 
Jesus is so brilliant. He's already got the solution in place. All you do is repent, plead the blood of Jesus over it all. Say, Lord, thank you that I'm forgiven. By faith, I receive that forgiveness. I receive the blood of Jesus over myself. And I ask that every curse that I have spoken be covered with the blood of Jesus, be rendered null and void, and fall to the ground harmless and effective. May it be as completely canceled out as the sins of mine that are removed from the as far as the east is from the west by your blood. Praise you, Lord, that your mercies are new every day. I'm starting new, and I choose blessing. I choose life. So bless, don't curse. All right. We just got a couple more here. Um, repent. Talk about back to basics. Repent, repent, repent. Now let's talk a little bit about what repentance is. We tend to think repentance is one of two things. The religious minded tend to think of repentance means to hang your head in guilt and shame over what a low down dirty dog you are and the horrible things you did that sent Jesus to the cross. That's actually not what repentance is. Repentance isn't about hanging your head in shame repentance is or or the other thing we think repentance is is turning away from sin and while that's an aspect of repentance i want to highlight something to you turning away from sin is not the act of repentance it's the result of repentance the act of repentance repentance quite literally means in its root words to change how you think about something so repentance you change how you think about something and then the result is now all of a sudden you change how you think about what well, maybe you're thinking about you know what things have been tough at home things have been tough in the marriage i'm not getting any i'm not getting any juice or strokes at home you know and there's that person at work who's always flirting with me and making me feel good about me. And, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe that's what I need. Maybe that's the direction I need to go and start afresh new things. And you're thinking with maybe not realizing, you know what I need? I need some sin in my life. I need some adultery in my life and I can rationalize it and justify it. Well, repentance means all of a sudden you look at it differently and you realize, wait, I don't need adultery in my life. I need to go home and work on my marriage. I need to go home and have some honest conversations. I need to go to the cross and die to, the, to this, this idea that my marriage exists for all my needs to be met all the time. And if they're not, I have every right to seek having them met elsewhere and go back and work through some hard issues because that's really where I'm going to grow in love and grow in my revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not saying there's never uh, you know, that a situation where boundaries need to be drawn or something like that, but I'm I'm talking about an extreme example to give you a clear picture. When you change how you think about it, now you're turning away from that sin and you're turning away from that flirtation and you're turning away from that temptation, not to be a good Christian because you've literally changed the way you think about it. It's like, wait a minute, I don't want to get suckered into darkness. I want to go home and work on bringing more light. So you'll turn away from it because you've repented, because you've changed how you thought of things. So that's really what repentance is but in this context when i say back to basics repent a lot of what i'm getting at is keep really short accounts with god right now like one of my favorite prayers is holy spirit keep me on a short leash get my attention early and often if i start to go to the right or left and i'll even say to him sometimes if you have to hit me in the back of the head with a board do it i want you to get my attention when i start to make any kind of rationalization or justification to go a little to the left or a little to the right and when he gets my attention and it could be getting you know uh getting really irritated in traffic to where maybe i want to curse not bless that other driver who's doing it wrong right i want him to highlight that to me 
And in that moment, I want to repent. I'm going to repent and say, Lord, thank you for showing me my heart position was wrong in that. Thank you for showing me um, um, that I need to repent. So I repent. I turn away from looking at it that, that the, my selfish way. And I look at it from your perspective. Thank you for that. I repent. I ask for your forgiveness and thank you that you are helping me repent. It's a really good time to keep short accounts with God right now. Ask him to highlight any area you need to repent. And then I've got one more for you. Where is it? All right. Last back to basic strategy to be effective and remain as a powerful difference maker for the kingdom. Number, I don't know what it is. I have these in letters. So number J, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Is it not? Wait. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, nine. All right, boy, that took way too long. You can tell um, God's been waking me up in the middle of the night these last nights, somewhere between 12.30 and two in the morning. I'm waking up every night and I'm usually up till around three or four in the morning. So the sleep deprivation is kicking in a little bit and it took me way too long to figure out that point J is actually back to basic strategy number nine. So thank you for your grace with me. But here it is. Our final back-to-basic strategy for this season, share the good news of the gospel. You know, there's a couple aspects to this. Obviously, getting out there and preaching the gospel, getting out there and putting the reality of the kingdom on display in ways that let people know Jesus is real and that they could ask him into his heart. There's few things more encouraging for you than leading somebody to the Lord, to seeing someone pulled from darkness, pulled from all the mire of self and the world and the enemy and the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light through the saving work of Jesus Christ. I tell you what, it will encourage you. But I want to tell you, um, I think there's another aspect to this. The more you're out there sharing the good news of the gospel, two things are going to happen. One, you're going to remember there's good news. There's good news. There's really good news. No matter what CNN is belching at you, no matter what MSNBC is lying at you, no matter what all the other news channels and news apps are declaring at you, trying to, you know, remind you of how dark things are getting and how difficult things are getting. You know what? You can get mired in that. Preaching the good news, sharing the good news of the gospel of the glory of Jesus Christ will remind you there's good news. I have good news. I have good news in my life. I can share good news through my life. You know what? Take some time to preach the good news of the gospel of the glory of Jesus Christ to yourself today. Just take a moment while you're driving home from work or driving to work or or if you get a quiet moment at home, you know, before you turn on the TV for an hour or two of television and hey, you want to relax with the TV? That's great. No problem. But take a few minutes and reflect for yourself. Share with yourself the good news of the gospel of the glory of Jesus Christ. That will encourage you in this hour. That's about as back to base as it gets and it's about as powerful as it gets so i hope those back to basic keys this back to basic strategy that heaven is releasing into the earth right now is a blessing is a boon is a help um i i i, I want to remind you in addition to all these great back to basic strategies that will be a foundation for you to build upon rebuild upon build further upon that's going to help catapult you to your next level don't forget we've got Words of Fire, October 14th through 15th coming up for you. Um, that's our Heroes Arise Southwest 2022 event. You can go to menonthefrontlines.com. 
click the events link, you'll see the uh, Words of Fire banner. Um, if you click on that, you'll get all the information. You can register to be there on the, in the studio with us, guys, or men and women. You can register for the stream, but you're going to want to be there because God is going to release Words of Fire. It's going to be a burning bush encounter, and you don't want to miss it. Um, in addition to that, remember, the new book is out, Realms of Power. And um, every single chapter is going to open up a realm of power to you and then give you simple keys to activate it and step out into it. The only place you can get it right now, hard copy, is patriciakingministries.com, the store. But when you do order from that, you'll get 20% off and every copy you order will be signed and prayed over and blessed. So you don't want to miss out on that. One last quick announcement. Hey, do me a favor. Pray into partnering with us. Um, it's our privilege to do all this content from the Heroes Arise shows to all the other shows and clips and media that we create. It's our privilege to put them out for free so that everybody can partake of them. And we know that a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff. But if you happen to be in a position where you can come alongside of us and sow a one-time gift or even better, become a monthly partner. Partner with us for $10 a month, $20 a month. Partner with us for $5 a month. Partner with us for $500 a month. Whatever whatever um, you, you, you feel comfortable with. Get involved, partner with us, help take these things even further. You know, the nations are opening back up. I'm traveling, starting to travel all over the world again, starting early next year. You'll be a part of that. You'll be a part of all this media. You'll be a part of reaching the nations and reaching so many people and empowering and equipping and encouraging other saints, other heroes, other warriors, other champions, just like you. You can go to roberthodgkin.com or menonthefrontlines.com. Click the donate button or the giving button. And very quickly, you'll see that you can give a one-time gift or partner with us. We'd greatly appreciate it. And I know you'll be greatly blessed for doing it. Thanks so much for being with me for this episode of Heroes Arise. I will see you back here again soon. Ready for more? Go to roberthodgkin.com for more teachings, more resources, and more information about Robert Hodgkin Ministries and Men on the Front Lines.